You're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. Listening to the World of WWE podcast. I'm Ant, and I'm joined by my co-host. What's up, guys? It's me, Dan. What's up, guys? It's Carlos. And today you are going to be introduced to our brand new co-host slash social media extraordinaire correspondent. Uh, welcome, Josh. Hey, Josh. Thank you for joining our team. Yeah, thanks for having me. We are excited. Why don't you tell everybody listening a little bit about yourself? Well, my name's Josh. I'm Canadian. <laughs> and I've been uh, watching wrestling since I was about five years old. So I would have been around um, Ruthless Aggression Era. Yeah. Um, my favorite, my favorite pay-per-view of all time is, is uh, blank moment that's all right listen there are so many pay-per-views of the ruthless aggression era that even i can't it's kind of like he was gonna say ec uh december to december which was one of the worst pay-per-views in history yeah armageddon 2009 was my favorite pay-per-view of all time say that one again josh armageddon 2009 that was a pretty good pay-per-view uh it was triple h versus jeff hardy versus edge for the WWE title Oh, oh, I remember okay, that. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, right. Won the title and wasn't it Sam Punk question? Uh, I don't know if it, it wasn't on the same night, but it was the same year. Was mm-hmm. Sam was Sam Punk a heel yet, or did he like turn heel? Or he, I think that's like when he was at Straight Edge Society, right? I don't, I don't really, I remember. No, Straight Edge Society was like 2010, 2010 yeah. yeah, yeah, that was like 2011, stuff like that. Yeah, I remember, yeah. like, he started growing out his hair, like, looking all, like, like a bob. This was still the ECW punk style punk. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. The, the, the long the, hair, the pep- short tights. The, the Pepsi, the Pepsi one. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Cool. All right. So, um, we are going to be, obviously, talking about where you can listen to us. But first, thank you for listening to us. Um, we are going to be covering Monday Night Raw from June 14th, 2021. A bit better Raw than the most recent weeks. Well, not recent, pretty much the whole year. What do you guys think before we dive into it? How are we feeling about the buildup for Hell in a Cell? Eh, could have been better. It could be a little better. Yeah, what do you think, Carlos? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I feel, I feel like it was a it was an okay build up, but I feel like the build up is they're they're more building up for like the live shows. Like I'm I'm more excited to like wait till like the fans come back because I feel like they're like they have a lot of like a lot of good things coming. Mm, good. Like, thing. And, like right now is like a huge like a, like a really good time to be a WWE fan, honestly, in my opinion. Like I want I can't wait to see like what happens. Like what's like they're gonna change the stage and all that, you know. It's an exciting time. It really is. And Josh, what do you think about the buildup to Hell in a Cell? Um, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I don't really want McIntyre versus Last Week 3. Okay. Because it's okay. already been the same. Um, 
a lot of people want Lesnar versus Lashley, but I think Lesnar should stay at the spotlight. Mm. Lesnar needs to stay back. Because like, what's gonna happen? He comes back. Is Paul gonna go to Raw? Because Raw is he Paul's always telling, "Oh, I don't watch that show. Oh, this. Oh, this." Like, I have a feeling if he comes back, he's gonna come back as a baby face. Because literally, like, like, like if Brock, if if you want Brock, Brock, you can't, you can't find Brock because he lives in the mountains somewhere. You can't like, there's no signal. You can't find him. He's gonna have to like, literally, like. He, like, want, he has to want to contact you to do it, not yeah, you. Yeah, he's have gonna have to like, drive yeah. all down the mountains to like a Seven Eleven or a gas station, like literally pick up the phone and be like, "All right, I'm gonna do this." Like he has to call you. I yeah, he lives in. I, was, I am so fucking confused where this whole situation. <laughs> I, I heard Brock Lesnar and then driving down the mountains to Seven <laughs> Eleven to call Vince McMahon <laughs> to tell him he wants to work SummerSlam. No, no, that's kind. Of, that's kind of low key how it is because he like he lives in, in like the southern like the can and um um like up the mountains. So like there's like no signal up there. So like yeah, if going you want to up that, the mountains, here she comes. Just imagine Brad Lesnar showing up in a Seven Eleven. Glimmers through that phone. Give me a good phone there, bro. Give me a give me a big gulp. Give me a big gulp. Give me a big gulp. Give me a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> or get, give me a give me a, a pizza, a old pizza from the from the from the little microwave there, and uh, ice cream. I think uh, <laughs> we are going off the rails already, <laughs> but that's totally fine. Let's jump right into our episode of Raw again. It came to us June fourteenth. We start off with Alexa Bliss, and she says how she has good intentions inviting Shayna Baszler to the playground last week. The things went wrong, and she says that Lily is in a timeout, and then Nia Jack shows up, and she tells Alexa Bliss that Shayna will see her at Hell in a Cell, and then Nia again says she knows the real Alexa Bliss, and then Bliss tells her, we were never friends, and then Nia says, okay, fine, we'll fight. Bliss pretends to cry and says she didn't mean to hurt anyone, and then she laughs and says she's just kidding, she accepts. So before we talk about the segment, we know that Shayna Baszler will take on Alexa Bliss this Sunday at Hell in a Cell, but we also have another moment where, and this was kind of happening before WrestleMania, where it seemed like she had this like switch where like she is, it like it looked like when she was in the ring, she was confused and like scared and nervous when she like randomly just like stopped. And then she would, you know, go back to her, like, sort of, like, possessed state. And it kind of seemed like that at first when she, you know, started to cry. But then she started laughing. So I wasn't sure if they were kind of going back to that and sort of making this more of, like, a possession. Like, I need help. Louie's possessing me. And, you know, I get scared. I don't know what to do type thing. But, Josh, let's start with you. What did you think of the segment? And what do you think? Do you think she's doing a sort of, like, possession character? Or do you think she's full-on just evil? I think she's Sister Abigail. Okay. Because of WrestleMania moment. Okay. Where I think possibly Alexa's in there, but at the same time, Sister Abigail's in there. Hence why this new Lily gimmick. Mm. That's a good idea. So you think that sort of like Sister Abigail is the is sort of like the possess... I mean, it is true. It would make sense, guys, because didn't this happen at the horror show didn't like 
he see Braun would see Alexa Bliss in that blackout like dress or thing, and then everyone's like that. That would make sense, Josh. I think you're on the money there. Uh, so what do you think though? What did you think about the whole segment with Nia Jack challenging her? Um, it would have been better with Shayna. Um, just because I feel like Naya and Alexa, that's not really because like Naya and Rialda could just squash her. So, I mean, like, I thought the segment was kind of weak. Okay. 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 I hear it would have been really better if it was a little bit more, if she was a little bit more darkish. Okay. Like, if, like, how she did with Randy Orton, how, how dark she was and taunting, if they would have did that, that would have been, I thought of it a little bit more better. You feel like it's not really believable that someone, you know, Alexa's size possibly could take on someone like Nia Jack realistically, unless she had help with some realistically. Sort of no, but if you take Alexa Bliss from WrestleMania and the build up for Raynor versus mm-hmm. the Fiend, how dark she was with the flame in his eyes sitting on the rope, if they would have did it like how Nia started it, the promo, and how mm-hmm. like she would say if she would have started the promo, then have her laughing and then her sitting on the top rope with like the black goo and stuff, that would have been a bit better. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Josh. How about you, Dan? Well, as we've touched on this, I just, I don't understand what they're really going with Alexa Bliss. Don't get me wrong. I love Alexa Bliss. One of my favorite uh, WWE uh, women's superstars, but like, I don't understand what direction they're going in. So it's kind of like, hard to really understand what I wanted what they want to do and I don't understand what I want to see so it's like but I mean this segment was good you know uh the match was pretty okay I guess for an Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax match which which realistically we've seen a few times so it's not like this oh my god this is the first time we're seeing this no it just felt like it was kind of thrown together at last minute but it was decent at best I guess I think it was all right. Decent at yeah. best. No, listen, I, it, you know, the segment was kind of strange the way it kind of started off to Raw. Carlos, what about you? What did you think of the segment? So, the- um, the, so just first about Alexa Bliss. So I feel like they, they kind of ruined her now because like, I really enjoy her as like, she's, I agree with that. She's definitely one of my favorites as well, but it's like, I liked her more as like the goddess character, like the main event Alexa Bliss, like beautiful are like main event shows. Fighting people like Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, all those like she was like pretty much holding Ron on her back like in 2016, 2017. Like hopefully, like she was like she was right. Yeah, she was like Raw Women's Champion. How many times she was a champion? Like like five, six times or something? A few times. Yeah. She was there for right. But yeah, she's definitely I feel like they ruined her with this character. I feel like she needs to go back to that. Like she needs to be snapped out of it or something. But the segment I thought was pretty good. But yeah, I do. I agree with the Josh. I feel like it should have been done with Shayna, but it would have made more more sense. I guess, I guess they they still have Nia Jax and Shayna as a tag team. But the I think that they they did say that. But um, but yeah, I feel like it would have made more sense with Shayna. Then the match was good. It was good to see Alexa Bliss have a match on Raw. I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her wrestle in a while. Mm-hmm. Like in a few like eighty five. Apparently like eighty five days. Um, since she's had a match on Raw, and then like um, it's been since almost almost more than a year since she hit the Twisted Bliss on anyone. Oh wow! The, look at those stats. Yeah, we're gonna move on, but I will say before we move on, again, 
I wonder what the end game is here. Now, if the end game is this is going to be her character for a while where, like Josh said, that she is Sister Abigail, I'm fine with that because that makes sense. A possession is not going to be easy to get rid of. Um, and then, was, like, one, one thing about that is, like, I feel like the reason they ruined her is because, like, remember there was a match, I think, with, like, Asuka and uh, I forgot who it was, like, a tag team match, and there was a part where where uh, Lily was controlling was controlling Reginald's leg. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it was like so cringe. I was like, oh my God. Well, Carlos, to be fair, remember when you were like, oh, the zombies are so cool. No, no, the zombies, but that, that was that was cool. That was actually cool. But that but that was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. I hear you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So let's go to our first match. Nikki Cross is taking on Charlotte Flair. Um, we see Charlotte talking and she calls Nikki a flash in the pan and she will end Rhea's delusion of being champion in Charlotte's division. Before the match starts, Rhea Ripley comes down. Just quick notes during the match. Charlotte ends up throwing Nikki into a guard railing and hits a big boot. Nikki rolls up Flair, but Charlotte's able to take control. Nikki hits a really cool flying DT almost, but Flair reverses it. And then... She Flair suplex Nikki's outside, and then Nikki runs into the ring, and Charlotte Flair gets counted out. It's a very strange match. So Charlotte Flair lost. She got counted out after Nikki ran inside the ring. Then after the match, Charlotte Flair ran in, attacked Nikki Cross with a big boot outside of the ring. She then threw her into the ring and started punching her until Rhea got inside and hit Flair with a riptide. So... Nikki Cross now has a win over Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. A win over Charlotte Flair twice now. Carlos, what are your thoughts on the match? Um, I, I I'm kind of getting like a annoyed like by this whole thing. Like I feel like Nikki Cross, yeah, you know, she's good. Nikki Cross is good, but I I feel like these like these quick matches or like like um, it, they're not really it's not really doing it for me. Mm, okay. All right. How about you, uh, Josh? Um, I didn't like the match. Um, I feel like they missed messed up with Nikki. Um, like if you remember her insanity, she was nuts, and I feel like they don't like she's just watered out now. Mm. And like a count out win to me, that's not really a good raw. That's not good for raw. Like raw could do so much better. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and then Dan, go ahead, man. I liked it. It was okay, but like I agree with Josh, it was really watered down. Like you know, I just didn't see what she used to be in there. Like you know what I mean? Well, also my question is, you know, if they're gonna give her a victory, why can't you let it be a pinfall? You know, if you're gonna, she's gonna win no matter what. Why does it have to be a count on kind of? almost sort of shows Nikki Cross kind of where she stands that like, yeah, you're not going to be better than Charlotte Flair, which listen, Charlotte Flair, a lot of people think she's the greatest and I get that. But Nikki Cross, if you remember last summer had a hell of a couple of matches with Bailey. So I don't sleep on Nikki Cross. Um, But yes, like you all said her character, I don't get it. I don't understand why they're coming out with it. Hey, how? So that she comes out too. It's like really weird. Uh, or no, it's just freak out, right? Freak out. Um, it was really weird, but yeah, I don't when she was like with Alexa Bliss, that that was really good. But I liked her when she was with Sanity the most, when she was like weird. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. She was really insane, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And you really believed she was insane. You really did. I thought so. I was like, who the fuck is this bitch? I mean, she's beautiful. She's beautiful to look at. But at first, when I saw her, I was like, dang. I was like, dang. But then she saw- looked the part. Like, she had the look on her face and the eyes and the hair. Like, the way that she moved. And you mm-hmm. could you she could really made- buy into it. Yep. Yep. Now it's just like her character is. I feel it's like. like it, why do I care about Alexa Bliss? It's like, why do I care about her anymore? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, we then go to a backstage seg- backstage segment with Riddle and Jeff Hardy, and he Riddle poses a question to Jeff about how do you be a successful tag team partner, and Jeff tells Riddle to listen to Randy Orton, and then there's a moment where like it's just like shenanigans. Basically, Riddle is just trying to get advice from Orton, and Orton tells Riddle to be himself, and it was just kind of strange. But we'll move on from that because really wasn't much to talk about there unless you have something to say. It really was just them talking backstage. Yeah. Next, we have a moment, and well, a moment, a match. John Morrison with The Miz taking on Jeff Hardy. I'm excited that Jeff Hardy is back, and I will say my opinion in a minute about him because I do have one. Morrison hits a really cool spinning clothesline. Cedric Alexander comes down to the ring. Jeff hits the whisper in the wind. And then there's a moment where Morrison hits a starship pain to get the win. After the match, Cedric Alexander gets on the microphone and he tells Jeff he used to idolize him. But after seeing how Jeff disrespected him last week, he knows that Jeff is a sore winner and he apologizes for not kicking Jeff's ass and sending him to a retirement home. So Jeff says, you know what? Fine. Why don't we fight tonight? And if I lose, I will retire. Uh, let's quickly, quickly talk about Jeff Hardy versus Morrison because it was a quick match. Really, the whole point was to kind of get us to this next match coming up. What do we think, aside from the match, what do we think about them using matches? I, they do have to propel storylines, but like a match to cause another match. They've been doing this a lot on Raw where it's like instead of just having the match that they really want us to have, they like put one before like and why didn't you just do Cedric versus Jeff Hardy in a retirement match? Why did you have to do Morrison versus Hardy and then Hardy versus Cedric? What do you guys think of that? What do we think of why they're doing that? And you could talk about the match if you want. Uh, Dan, you can go first. Um, I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I think it was actually kind of, it was kind of smart, but at the same time, I do kind of agree with you on the fact that why did they do Morrison and Miz versus, uh, you know, that why did they use that to set that up? Like, I agree with you on that, but at the same time, I disagree with you because at least that, at least it's not just like thrown together. At least it doesn't kind of just feel like it's thrown together. Before, if it was just put together, then I'd be like, well, okay, this doesn't really make sense because this isn't like Jeff Hardy's first time going in a retirement match, but at least those ones were kind of built up a little bit. So I beg to disagree a little bit on you with that. Um, Well, hang on, and I could be wrong. I think the reason why he's – I think last week Cedric – and I could be wrong. Did Cedric and Jeff fight last week? I don't think so. I, I don't really remember. I don't know because he was like after our match last week you were a sore loot winner so that's why I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if they fought last week or not. They did. They did. Uh, Just uh, one. They did. Okay. Uh, so then, so that, so then, yeah. I mean, if they already fought, why did they just do it again? Yeah. 
Like, if John Morrison was involved in the match, then, yeah, I would get that. But, like, why are you going to throw more? You could have Morrison in a better rivalry with somebody else. Yeah, that makes sense. But also, I do have a question myself. Go ahead. Why? Like, I thought Miz was supposed to be out for a while. Like, wasn't he supposed to be, like, dead because he was eaten by zombies or something? Like, no, but he they have him in a wheelchair, though. He tore his Achilles tendon in that match. Uh, yeah, 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 that's what I figured. I was like, isn't he supposed to be out? Like, why was he there? That's what was confusing me. Oh, I guess just to give him money, I guess, to put him on TV, have him just sit down and kind of be what people find comic. Did, did you guys remember last week when he almost, when they, when John Morris forgot about him and he rolled down the ramp? That was so hilarious. <laughs> he almost got, he almost got I, killed. I, I feel bad for the comedy roles. I do. Like, yeah. Miz doesn't deserve that. Morrison doesn't deserve that, but they're still going with it, and I just don't think it... But anyways, the match was okay, you know? It didn't make me feel like, oh, I'm going to remember this match. It was one of the greatest matches ever, but it was... Eh. It was something, right? Okay, and Josh and Carlos, whatever you have to say, go ahead about that. I mean, it really wasn't... Why don't we, before... Why don't we talk about the next match because like we just said this match kind of was pointless um so i so ahead, just Carl. really quick just really quick go ahead um so i didn't really understand like why they made hardly hardy lose to like to like john morrison but then like get the win over cedric i mean like i know why like because like it was a retirement match like if he said if he loses he'll retire but like like come on like why hmm. why made cedric i mean i know Cedric was just in the Hurt Business a couple months ago. Then they want to make him lose to, like, Jeff Hardy. I mean, he, I'm a fan of Jeff Hardy, you know, but come on. Like, like give the younger guys a chance, you know? Yeah. Actually, so I agree with you because also storytelling-wise, if Jeff Hardy got beat by Morrison, how is he going to beat Cedric in a matter of, like, two minutes? <laughs> you just... But uh, he, did, he did lose to Cedric last week. I mean, no, no, Ced- Cedric did lose to him last week again, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh, you have anything to add? Um, I think you know, and like the match was, it was stupid. Like I agree with that. Um, I but I feel like they're not using Hardy good. Like they still haven't given him his old theme song, and like I feel like he's just really washed up. Mm. And it's because like you like if you notice, like he's getting wore down. Yeah. No, like they're I, putting I him with Morrison versus Jeff Hardy. That that to me, that's not really interesting. Um, Jeff Hardy in general um, versus Cedric Alexander. I agree that that match isn't not not the crap on Cedric Alexander. He got some really good talent, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't have broken up the hurt business. Mm-hmm. They should have kept it going. Um, but no, yeah, it makes no you. sense. Hardy versus Morrison and Hardy again versus Cedric Alexander. Because if you think no about it, Jeff's going to win because they're not going to put Alexander over Jeff Hardy. Because they just sounded to, to another deal. So it, it makes no sense. Yeah. I, guess I would like, you know what I would like to see? Because since Josh, you brought up Hurt Business, you people are going to hate on me and talk shit to me, but it's okay. I would love to see them bring Shelton Benjamin and have him kind of create his own, like, world's greatest tag team, like, own kind of team angle, where it's, like, two young guys who, you know, because, I mean, Sheldon Benjamin is a fucking hall. I think he's going to be the hall. I mean, maybe not hall of fame. Maybe not. I'm talking too high. Not in the hall of fame. But 
people do I do think know him I don't know I just kind of wish they did something with Schultz and Benjamin I don't know I like him I don't think he's like a great like you know the greatest superstar today but like for nostalgia purpose I don't know leave me alone Derby's um, booking on Raw lately is so broken yeah that like it like it it's just so awful and you have Raw is so bad because their producers are, are crap and it's like people say it's Vince it's not totally Vince like Vince just has the final say yeah but the thing is is that Vince made Kofi champion when he didn't even want to right so like you can't like say Vince is crap Vince made Kofi champion but they really don't have any talent good like they have good talent but they're not using you know, the Raw is the same thing. You're going to see Drew McIntyre's last another six months. <laughs> it's going to be the same crap because that's what WWE does. Well, here's my problem with Vince. And you're right because it's true. Like, he did give us Kofi. But, like, I mean, it was, like, what, three months? And then Brock Lesnar yeah. came. Yeah, he got, he got squashed by Brock. So, I think – I do hear what you're saying. I 100% agree, like – I think the writers completely suck, but at the same token, almost like, like, this is a weird analogy, but I have, so like, I work with kids, right? And so like, I'm a paraprofessional, which means that like, I'm like the teacher's assistant, right? And so we have our head teacher and she fucking sucks. Like, it's really bad. Like, doesn't do her job right. Like, comes in late, fucking sleeps on the job complete. These are all true stories about this lady I worked with. And we would come in and we would try really hard to do our best and we would throw out ideas and she would take them sometimes, but she'd say, okay, well, you have to do it and figure it out. And then she'd have ideas and we completely ate them and she'd just be like, okay, but the one common denominator is no matter what she led the direction. And if you are sheep, which is kind of what's happening in WWE, you're going to sort of follow what you think your boss is gonna like and they're really writing for vince that's what they're doing but i don't here's the thing though but here's my only thing to back vince up though to back up vince a little bit i really think and this is crazy and it doesn't make sense but i feel like vince is waiting for the next hulk hogan or the next rock, or the next, like, I feel like he's trying really hard to find different wrestlers to keep his company going, because right now, and we've talked about this, a lot of things, there's a lot of rumors, maybe he's gonna sell, maybe this, I don't think he's in it 100%, and I think he's waiting to make one more star, and then he's done, I really think that, because I feel like right now, we're in dangerous territory, we have another wrestling company, there's many more than just one, there's New Japan, there's countries all over the world, companies all over the world and lucha lucha underground lucha, um all these different but, but what yeah. one one thing let me just um add real quick yeah. um so wait dang it forgot um okay, we keep were talking going. about I'll, this I'll, possibly selling no no keep going i i, I forgot what i was gonna say it's okay and so I, it, it's hard it's hard i really and this is gonna be a controversial opinion i think but i really just based on watching nxt i feel like if triple h had it I feel like 
everyone would be satisfied. Because what I like about Triple H is with the takeovers that he does, like when there is Vengeance Day, he I really like when they do the different stages, and I love that he pays attention to that. Vengeance Day had the old circle with the V, and then they had um what was it? in your house, obviously, as the old set. So I kind of like that, but I also think he lets the athletes and the wrestlers like create and be in control of their character. I feel I like something? go ahead. Um, I feel like there's no need for another Cena or like a rock or a Hogan because mm-hmm. I feel like nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. And like, I also feel like no one, Vince is not going to make another rock because I I'll agree. just go to Hollywood. I agree. And like, See, the problem is you look at Roman, Roman right now is so built perfectly because he has the size. Like, Roman, like, I've been a fan of Roman for years. And it's because Roman can do things that you think, okay, well, Roman versus Taker, Roman's going to destroy the Undertaker. So, like, for, like, if you look at, like, the problem with Vince is that I hated the Kofi reign. I thought it was the most stupidest reign ever. Because if you look at all the champions before, like, nobody wants to see Kofi Kingston. He made General Hall champion when he shouldn't have. Like you had Shin, like there's Shinsuke Nakamura and like there's other talent that deserve to have it. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. And Kofi is in the same category as the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. They're not huge stars. They're good at what they do, but they can't sell that much tickets. Right? The New Day sells tickets, and that's why Big E right now he's stuck in a little bit of a spot because. I still look at Big E think I'm in a new day. Well, I do have a question for you guys. And Josh, you will remember this. What if they gave it a chance? Let's say they said, you know what? This would never happen. But let's just fucking go off the rails. Yes, we see Kofi is probably not going to be realistic a fucking champion. But let's see what happens. Let's fuck, like, with Mankind. When you saw Mankind at WWE Champion, everyone's like, yeah, fucking right. But the thing is, like, there was characters. Right now, there's mm. no, Mm-mm. like you said, with Kofi Kingston. And that, and I get mad at that, too, because it's like, you're right. Like, the New Day, I do like them, but they sell. And to me, it's like, come on. Like, I want to see, like, wrestling. And I do like the New Day. And I do like their characters. But, like, I don't care anymore about the ice cream and all that shit. Like, I just want to see, like... like- I don't care for the comedic crap. I don't care that they have pancakes. I don't care. Like, <laughs> but what do you think? Like, I enjoyed, like, when the New Day, like, they were, when they were doing the, when, I feel like 2015, 2016 were the prime years, like, with the bootios, and I feel like that, they should have just stuck with that because that was, like, original. Mm. That was funny. Like, the whole, like, the whole, and they were, like, my favorite segment of theirs was when they did the country music. They were, like, country music sucks. And then they, like, did the whole, or the time machine that they did. Or, like, mm-hmm. they, they were doing, like, great segments, and I loved it. Like, it was comedy, but it was, like, you know, but, like, they... It well, wasn't was full-blown like, comedy, like, uh, like, with Santino Morella or something. Oh, like that, that was stupid. Oh, it was kind of, that Santino Morella was kind of, like, embarrassing comedy. Like, just, like, cringe. Yeah, like, the zombies. Humiliate. Like, like stuff oh they do. I gotta keep The zombies was me. I keep saying the zombies. Like, come on. The zombies for me. It's over with. It's over with. <laughs> All right. Moving on, we are now time. It is time for the evolution of Eva Marie to debut on Raw. And Naomi comes down. And it's sad to see Naomi as the jobber. It makes me very upset because Naomi, in my opinion, is one of the greatest 
female athletes that they have on their roster, but she's a jobber right now. Um, and not only does Eva Marie come out, but this lady who, if you are a fan of NXT UK, you will know her as Piper Niven. She was not given a name. However, I heard of some rumblings of names, and I will only tell you next week if the name that I heard is the actual name, because it is so ridiculous that I don't want to put it out into the universe. So... Piper Niven, I'm going to call her that because that's her name. She comes down. She has some, she doesn't look like her normal character. In NXT UK, she has like curly brown hair. She wears, she wears the same kind of like attire, but like with that like weird hairstyle, that was not her character at all. So she comes down. She hits Naomi with a headbutt. She hits a senton and a big splash. And then she hits a Michinoku driver and she gets the win. After the match, Eva Marie grabs a microphone and announces herself as the winner. Piper Niven hugs her, and Eva looks kind of disgusted and not as into it as Piper Niven was. So what do we here think of Eva Marie and Piper Niven? We'll start with Carlos. Um, I, th- I, I, I feel a little confused with that because, like, like um, I, I I guess it's a good way to like say like because um like even when we got the win but like even somebody she had help but I was really looking forward to see like her ring skills like see what she's improved on you know mm-hmm. but we we'll we'll see what what goes down like we'll see what what goes on from there yeah okay how about you Josh you're gonna hate me <laughs> go ahead I don't care for Naomi never really did um that's okay. Eva, Eva Marie uh, looks like a friggin' man in a tutu. Oh um, don't pay attention to her. She's all plastic. Don't care for her. Um, I thought the match was a, more of a bathroom break for me personally. Um, okay. Nothing against Piper Nevin. I don't know who she is, so no, that's she's okay for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they she's kept okay Eva Marie but released <laughs> Alistair Black, and that to me drives me nuts because – her vignettes were kind of neat, but at the same time, it's like she's like in the same category as Nikki Bella. Plastic, can't wrestle. Stupid. And like, I don't like Naomi, but like Naomi can wrestle. I'll give her that. She can really wrestle. And for her to be in a jobber spot, I mean, I don't see her as women's champion material, but I mean, she deserves a little bit more better than that. And I feel like since she's like she's married to one of the Usos, um, I feel like that's not fair either. I don't feel like she should be in that spot. Um, yeah, I think Eva Marie, Eva Marie could be a great heel manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, if she's done correctly, I don't think she can wrestle. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I. So let me tell you my story with Eva Marie. I, and then, well, let, let me get to you, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. You tell me first your thoughts. And then I'll tell you. Um, I kind of have, most of the stuff Josh said, I kind of have to agree with. Like, the match wasn't really good, you know. It was more of a bathroom break kind of thing. It was, I, I also agree with the fact that, you know, Eva Marie, if done right, she could have been, like, maybe a, uh, a uh, heel manager or something, but like I disagree with the with the Naomi thing. I think she deserves to be at least in a better place than she is. But I mean, realistically, I don't have that much more different thought than Josh did. Okay, all right, okay. Um, 
Let's see. So let me tell you what I think. I I was never really a big fan of Eva Marie. I always thought she was stupid and everything like that. And then I'm a big fan of the show Big Brother. It's a reality show here in the States. And I think there's Canadian can Big Brother in Canada as well. Um, but anyways, she was on the celebrity version of it. And I I didn't think I was gonna like her, but I really did like her. Um and she was very good in the competitions, like athletically. However, that doesn't mean that she's going to be a great wrestler because those are two different things. But I do think that she would be a great heel manager because although a lot of people don't think, you know, I know Josh doesn't think she look, looks good. I think she looks good. And, you know, it's it's attractive when there's like a bad, you know, I'm always into the girls that are like bad, like, you know, middies. Uh, who else is one of those like Stacy Keebler you know the kind of just like that attitude of like I'm good looking and I know it and I don't give a thanks yeah well, Sasha Banks but Sasha Banks is more of like a like an actual like wrestler I'm talking about people like Eva Marie Stacy Keebler like those are people who like you wouldn't see fighting in a Wrestlemania Kelly 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 yeah oh man she was hot but, but Kelly was like <laughs> like she was more like a good girl like she was never mm-hmm. really- Yeah, but I see, but but no, I hear you, but he yeah, yeah. Kelly Kelly was kinda like I remember when she first came on, I was like I loved her, but like she was like so like oh like too girly. I don't really cared about her. She never really made me care about her. But I Selma Cool and Victoria were pretty good. I did I love Lita. I loved Lita. Lita. My listen, my favorite of all time, who is it? Not and listen, not now. Chris not yes, she said it. Oh fuck yeah, the ass on that. Oh my. I can't breathe. I'm about to fall. <laughs> I'm just thinking over it. I'm about to fall. Sorry, not yet. Listen, that was my. Let me tell you this funny story before we go back. Josh, you'll find this funny. And Dan and Carlos have heard this before. The listeners probably have heard this before, but I don't care. So. You will remember Invasion 2001, right? Yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe. so that was the one. I'm like, John. It was the one where they, it was the first time they had, it was uh, the Alliance versus WWE. It was the first, it was the oh, Joe yeah. review, right? And so they were doing tag team, Braun Panties tag match. And it was Stacy and Tori against Trish and Lita. And at the time, I was like seven or eight, and my dad and mom, like, they wouldn't let me watch those matches like because my dad would be worried that my mom would get mad. So whenever those would come on, like he'd turn it off. So one night when my parents were gone, I was like, you know what? I want to watch this match. So I reordered the pay-per-view. Now that match came on right before the main event and the pay-per-view was three hours long. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm doing what I got to do to take up the time. And then finally the match is about to come on and my mom comes home and, and she's like, "You ordered it again." I'm telling your father, da 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 da. And it, you know, and it was a, uh, it was a moment for sure. But yeah, I was a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on. Speaking of perverts, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, they are taking pictures backstage. And you could hear some sort of like background noise and Natalia and Samir are in the ring sparring with each other. Um, Mandy Rose makes a comment 
and Natty says that their priorities are wrong. Manny says that if it wasn't for their last names, that Tamina and Natalia wouldn't have been fired. And that's when the two teams fight. Really nothing to say. It was just them fighting. It's obviously going to lead to a tag match because they are the only tag teams in the women's division right now. Next, moving on to an actual tag match, the New Day taking on RK Bro. And before the match, Drew McIntyre talks shit about Bobby talks shit about Bobby Lashley as usual. This is actually a pretty decent match. A lot of stuff going on. I won't break down every moment because there was a lot of stuff going on, but um, there was a cool moment where Riddle tries a springboard suplex. New Day end up hitting a flying stop, but Riddle bridges out of it. I had never seen someone break out of a like pin like that. Oh, that was cool. But Randy ended up hitting Xavier Woods with an RKO to get RKO Bro the tag team win. Dan, what did you think of the match? It was good. Yeah. I don't really have any other opinion other than <laughs> Good. Who said that, Booker T? It was good. It was good. Um, okay, Carlos, what about you? Um, I thought the I thought the the match was good as well. Um, I and um, I thought the RKO spot was really cool too. The RKO spot that I think he RKO'd um um like Xavier was about to go for his finisher, the honor roll, mm-hmm. and then um and then and then he caught him in the RKO. I thought it was really cool. Nice, yeah, that was RKO out of nowhere. Uh, how about you, Josh? What did you think? Um, I think it was a good match. Um, RK Bro is, I feel like that's the best thing overall right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if Riddle Stoner gimmick. I think it's stupid. See, I love that. <laughs> go, go ahead. I don't because like it, like they're against that in the company. So I mean, like why? I know wrestlers that did it would get suspended. So I see what you're saying. It doesn't. They're really... promoting it. Yeah. But but if you do it, you get suspended. So to me, I feel like that's just stupid. Like Vince, Vince is just he's a crackpot. Makes no sense. But like yeah. I feel like the new day as well. I feel like they're rebounding. Yeah. And I hope they get the tag titles back because I don't really care for Styles and Osmos, Os whatever you pronounce it. Oh, it's Cosmo and Wanda's. <laughs> <laughs> Omas. That's it. But I thought the match was good. Um, we will talk about the well, let's talk about the need really quick now because it, this moment does happen later on, but we'll just talk about it now and then just skip over later on. But we go backstage and Bobby uh, MVP is talking to Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, and he basically tells him the reason why Kofi Mania failed was because of Xavier Woods, and that like when he loses, you lose too. So you gotta think about that. And then Ex- Kofi Kingston kind of looks at him and is like, you know, okay, but like he tells him, you know, off like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to you. Da-da-da. But I don't know, guys. I think there might be a crumbling in that frac faction too soon. I think I think I Kofi agree. Just gonna, Kofi's just gonna turn here at uh, he's gonna he's gonna make a Drew lose. Something's gonna happen with him and Drew. I I don't I never liked Xavier Woods. Um, I just feel like uh, what? Yeah, I've never liked Xavier Woods. Um, really? When he was a jobber to Brodus Clay all the time before New Day even came around. So I mean, like, I feel like Kofi. Reason why Kofi lost Brock is a it's because it's Lesnar wanted the title, so whatever. But they just. I feel like if they bring the Hurt Business, they should bring Kofi into the Hurt Business. 
Mm. I feel like Xavier Woods, like like for like wrestling wise, like he's really entertaining. But as a person, he's like really, really a nice person, like down to earth. Like he likes video games and stuff. I feel like he's like really down to earth person. Can I tell you an idea I have? And this is just going back. I'm copying from SummerSlam 1994. How great would it be if this entire time, you know, he's talking shit about, and they've done this before, but again, I still like it. He's talking shit about Kofi, you know, about Woods to Kofi. Like, oh, Woods, it's his fault. He sucks. Da, da, da. And then, like, have him and Kofi lose. And then Xavier was just fuck up Kofi and then join the Hurt Business and be like, I fucking screwed you over this past year and a half working with these guys. They did that with the million dollar company. What was the million dollar? It was like the million dollar team. Didn't and- they also kind of do that with like Rock and uh, Vince McMahon and shit like that? They've done that a lot. Like they did that with like Vince where he, he ended up basically, he had his daughter kidnapped and he was the leader of the corporate ministry. But during mm. the time, you didn't know it because he's like, where's Stephanie? Where's Stephanie? And then, like, he's like, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. Basically, he wanted to fuck with Stone Cold. So he basically caused, like, drama with his family and, like, caused issues for himself for him to become the, like, leader of the corporate ministry. But they did it. Um, they, they've done it a lot. Um, I don't – I wouldn't really care for that, personally. Right. I just – I feel like, for me, like, I feel like they're going – like, I just feel like I'm tired of seeing them, like, okay – Kofi is now going to turn on Woods. Like, I'd rather see something a little different. But they're probably just going to do Kofi's going to turn on Woods and then just whatever. Have Kofi. I don't want them to. I, I, I kind of like them as a tag team. They work, you know? I couldn't because Kofi's too much. Kids like Kofi too much. They like Xavier too much. You can't. Like, they've already messed up and they put Biggie away from the New Day. Yeah. Kid, they're the new John Cena. Kids love them. But then here's my problem then with WWE right now is that when you cater to kids, then people can never die because in kids' mm. minds, they believe like, so it's like, yes, the New Day, you're right. Kids don't want to see them break up. But then it comes a point in time where it's like, okay, where are they going to fucking be till the end, till the end of their careers, a New Day? So it just kind of, it's like, they're catering a lot to the kids, it seems like. And good, you know, when I was a kid, I liked it. But as a kid, they, when I was a kid, they weren't catering to us. They were catering to the, the older audience. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I feel well, like if they give kids a, tr- a chance, they'd see. See, that's another issue is like the reason why John Cena can't go heels because of that. Like they made like I hate the face, you know, like I, I never liked it. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it, but the same time is though if they wait too long, they'll never be able to make them heal because right now they need to fill the Cena void, right? And it also kind of works the opposite way with like people with like the Miz. I don't really see Miz as a face. I don't think no. he's a good face at all. If you uh-huh. wait too long to do anything with somebody and just keep them having doing it for the entire career, you can't really do anything with them uh-huh. besides that one thing. So this is a little off topic, like like a little bit, but but like so apparently I was like I read a lot like like off of like the things that I hear. So like John Cena actually said it like on, a, on an interview that like they had they they had a plan for him to turn heel like everything set up like they had they had a gear they had gear set up for him new theme song a whole storyline like he was supposed to turn heel the night after WrestleMania 28 when he lost to the Rock the first time but um and he was he was like down for it but like apparently like I forgot what happened like I think they they changed writers or something like they were or it was the merchandise sales like they were getting really good sales they were like no nah, we're just gonna keep him his face. 
but they had everything set up for Hugh. And apparently John Cena still has the gear that they had for him. He has he has the gear at his house, like like that they had for him to be a heel with. Mm. Okay. Mm. Interesting. It's like crazy. It, it, I just I just feel like maybe don't wait for it to like just like if you see the right time, do it. Don't wait for like, oh okay, the kids are gonna hate if we do it. So what? They're gonna grow up, they're gonna be like, actually that was a good idea. Like that that's I, like me with that's like me with Randy Orton. Yeah. Like at first, when I was a kid, when I was younger, I did not like him. Like he was so like mean, but now, now I like I love that shit. Yeah, yeah like, to me too, because I feel like with Roman Reigns, like like Roman Reigns should never be a babyface because the size he has. Like um, his spears are so destructive, and his drive-by kicks are so destructive. That's not really face type. And it took them years to like what he's been wrestling thirty for eight nine years now, and it took them that long to make him heal. Now he's over. Like. Over, or a, over. or a guy like Seth Rollins, like my my favorite time of him was when he was like with the authority, like when he was mm. Mr. Money in the Bank, and like that was like my favorite time. He was like such a cocky heel that he he knew he was good. And he actually knew really he funny was, because was... Seth Rollins wasn't even supposed to be the one to turn heel on the shield. It was supposed to originally be Dean Ambrose. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Honestly, I'm but... ha- I'm happy it went down that way because I love the I love what they did with Dean, like as a, the. Like I like the 2016 the... stuff they did with him, but when they made him heal, oh, that was just bad. That was just bad. Yeah, no, that, that Wait, he was healed. Yeah, tell back he... in like 2017, he turned heel on Rollins when uh, Roman Reigns declared he had cancer. I think that I think that was like oh, late 2018. Okay, yeah, I remember. But that you could you could tell That's that was the whole reason right. he left yeah. the company because he hated this shit. He was gonna have to say a line about a goddamn pooper scooper. Like who the fuck says that? <laughs> you could you could tell that was all rushed, like rushed through. No, it wasn't even rushed. It was just for Vince to laugh, and he's like, "All right, we got to take this out before Vince sees it, because if he, if he sees it, he's gonna want me to say it." I just mm. felt so bad. And that's kind of why I'm happy he's in AEW. He doesn't have to do that crap anymore. They it's know what's a fire over there. Yeah, it's so much better. I mean, don't get me wrong. I miss him in WWE. Like, I miss watching him as the crazy lunatic. But at the same time, his John Moxley characters also really good oh and by but, the way congratulations to dean and renee they had their child a daughter i think they just had one i thought that was supposed to be pushed off i thought that was a little later i, I don't remember what it was no no i think it was that the baby was born already like i think that they, like just a few days ago guys we are going uh, i guess we could off have the rails i have to take control <laughs> we are now talking about fucking babies let's go back to monday night raw Asta versus women's champion oh wait did that happen wait Yes, 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 right? No. Yes, okay. Sorry, I had to make sure my notes are together. Asuka versus Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. This is a pretty decent match. A lot of stuff was going on here. Um, Asuka had a lot of control. Asuka used a lot of cool moves, a flying dropkick, a running hip attack. Rhea ended up slamming Asuka's head off the barricade outside. Rhea applies a submission hold. Asuka counters, but Rhea ends up hitting the riptide. And then Rick Charlotte Flair, I said Rick Flair, Charlotte, and then she gets the win. After the match, Charlotte Flair runs and hits a big boot and attacks Rhea. Rhea punches back, and the two are broken apart and separated by the officials. And then they brawl again, and then again get separated. Quick thoughts on this. We'll start with Josh. Um, I thought I didn't care for it. Another bathroom break for me because I feel like 
Um, I don't know if it's Asuka's gimmick or not. Like the way that make, they make, she makes her talk, I don't like Asuka. Um, if she can't speak English, making her, making her do those stupid faces as she talks is it's not really something I really care about. Yeah. So I really, I'm, I like how they're 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 making Rhea unstoppable. I really enjoy that. Um, I don't like again. Charlotte Flair is the female version of John Cena. No one cares Charlotte Flair. I don't like just because her last name's Flair. She's always in these championship opportunities. Yeah. So I I don't care. Um, Charlotte is just Charlotte. Like the whole build up, her suspension was stupid. Like like <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of the women's division on Raw, but he should be fired or she should be fired. They're, they're just stupid. Like these matches this week have been so dumb. Like yeah, it is very weird for sure. Um. You know, the only good women in wrestling is on NXT, to be honest. Yeah. Raw, they're divas. They're just, you're getting, they're putting Alexa versus Nia Jax. And, mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree with you, Josh. So I, I feel like Raw doesn't have good women's division. They don't. It really uh, works without Becky Lynch. I mean, uh, uh, my opinion. What was that, Dan? I said it really lacked without like without mm. Becky. All right, okay. How about you, Carlos? What was the question? I'm sorry. Your quick thoughts on the Rhea Ripley versus uh, Oscar match? Um, I didn't really pay attention to it. Like, yeah, I didn't really. I'm I'm just waiting for Becky Lynch to come back. To be honest. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, all kind of feeling the same. I thought it was a good match. Yet. Oh, I'm Dan. I'm sorry. I thought you just said that you, that, that was your thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep talking. I, it's Go all right. I was, just, I was just going to say, like, we've seen this match over and over and over and over. And it's just, like, kind of boring now. And, like, the whole Charlotte versus Rhea thing, I'm not excited for because we all know, like Josh says, she's basically, like, the, the women's John Cena. She's going to eventually beat Rhea and I don't like that because that's so stupid and 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 Asuka she hasn't had any like credibility at least in my opinion till like like she lost her credibility when she lost to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania when she yeah. lost that streak she lost all her credibility yeah. it, it just I don't know it just all went away that second she got beat I don't know just wasn't a good match in my opinion it was just like we've seen over and over and over like we need new matches like come on so i really enjoyed the tag team of oscar and charlotte because that was like that was giving oscar a little bit more better credibility because she didn't really have to talk right the only, the talk only English. that i didn't like about that was just the fact that you know we didn't really see anything about the raw women's championship mm, like the top women's yeah. title we didn't it didn't seem like they cared too much about it they only really cared about the women's tag titles at the time a lot, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Raw Women's Division and just the Raw Division in general. Um, so let's yeah. move on a little bit now. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying I was agreeing with you. Yep. So, all right. Moving on right along. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> there's a lot. Raw is three hours long. And I'm like, ah, okay. Alexa Bliss is now taking on Nia Jax. 
Alexa's Alexa Alexa is in control to start, but eventually she gets dropped by Nia Jax. She runs through Bliss. Reginald tracks Bliss, so Bliss hits a DT and hits a Twisted Bliss. But then Reginald pulls Bliss off, causing a disqualification. After the match, Alexa stares at Reginald, and Reginald starts to copy all of Bliss's head movements like he's hypnotized. And that's the end of that segment. What do we think? Quick thoughts on that. Stupid. We'll start with Josh. Stupid. Yeah. I don't like Reginald. I think he's just stupid. Again, the writers are stupid. Hmm. Like, so what is it like Naya? Like? Like, like, Naya doesn't need Reginald. Yeah. Like, Shayna does not need Reginald. Yeah. So, like, and like Alexa, I freaking love Alexa. I've always loved Alexa. Um, again, I really enjoy the exorcism type feel of Alexa. Like, I, I, I'm a big fan of the dark, the dark gimmicks. That's what I like. Okay. Um, but in reality, again, it's like putting Kofi versus Brock. Kofi's never going to be Brock. And so I feel like it would have been nice for her to have a clean win. Yeah. And that's why Dewey Raw is just terrible. It's because, oh, okay, so you're taking that match had good potential. So you have Reginald pull this Alexa out of the ring. Like, that to me is like, well, you know, again, bathroom break. Yeah, so like, do any. You know, three bathroom breaks for women matches like this week? Come on, Vince, fire your writers, get better writers, because that that's... Like, you can have a Nia win, but it would have been made more sense if he pulled the ref out or he just got on the apron. Like, yeah. so like, you know, that's just my opinion. I thought it was stupid. I don't, I didn't really care for Reginald. I don't feel like he should even be associated with Naya. Cause again, she doesn't need, doesn't need a little man. All right. I hear you, man. I hear you. Reginald can keep it moving. How about Dan? Eh, I just really agree with Josh, to be honest. Don't need her. Or they don't need him, I mean. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I just, uh, the matches, I just, they haven't been, like, sticking out to me. Like, wow, I should watch this. No, I don't care. I just don't. All right, all right. And then last but not least, Carlos. So, yeah, I agree with um, both of you guys. I feel that Reginald is needed in that storyline at all. Um, he just, I, I guess, just needs to, like, um, I'm not sure why, like, like, I don't, I wouldn't, like, no one wants to, like, no, I never, I would never want to stay, I would never wish for anyone to, like, get released from their job or anything, but, you know, I don't think he has any, like, any really, thing. he doesn't have anything to do there. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't fit in. Oh, He's athletic, nice. but... He's like good, like the, the moves that he does, like how he's like he stays away. Like he do the flips and everything, but but yeah, I don't know. I feel like he should be associated on NXT. Like he could help. Oh, I look at Rezo, I see a chauffeur style guy. Or a manager. Kind of. I a don't manager. like putting him with Carmella was amazing because Carmella needed that. Needed a chauffeur, needed someone. But look at Shayna, she's MMA former MMA fighter. I what's raw? What's do we thinking of putting him with Naya? Like Naya is 
huge woman. She can destroy half of the women roster. So they're just using, like, I agree. Um, he shouldn't lose his job. Like, no one should. But you got to find him a better fit. Because it just makes the show stupid when you have somebody at a place or you have somebody in a spot that they're not, that they shouldn't be in. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, there, there's a lot, a lot still going on with everything. And I guess we'll find out how things with Alexa and Sheena are going to turn out at Hell in a Cell. We only have two more moments, two more matches um, to fly through. Elias versus Jackson Riker, corny match. Um, Riker gets the count out victory again after Elias leaves the ring. Do you guys have anything to say about this, or is it all right if we skip over this? I do. I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love Elias, and I hate how they're using him. Okay. When I look at Elias, I see Jeff Jarrett 2.0. Like, the, my favorite thing about Elias was the Jeff Hardy feud. I loved that feud. Like, I thought it was a really good feud, and have him go from that to jobbing to a uh, Jackson Riker and knowing racist like that to me is just what is wrong with raw like that. Uh, I lie like Elias deserves so much more. Like he's just, he's a great person. He's a great singer. I just love Elias. I just feel like, you know, those matches again, bathroom break. I hate counter matches. Like that feel like they're stupid. It's just it's a stupid rule because it's just like well, I just don't like them. Um, I just wish Elias would go to back to NXT. And I feel like that's where he should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like Elias would be probably better off in a different spot. I don't know how I feel about Elias. He's not really my favorite, but um, you know, I haven't really given him much of a chance. How about does anyone else have anything to say? Nah, just another filler match, I felt like it was. Yeah, justice for Elias. <laughs> um, so then we have Bobby Lashley and his VIP set up on stage with women, and there's like a little rope to make sure that no one gets through. Uh, pretty much, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles is the main event. Omos is with Styles. Pretty decent match, but then Omos pulls AJ Styles out of the ring, and then Bobby Lashley gets on the apron, and that's when the Viking Raiders show up. And eventually the match is made, the Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre against WWE champion Bobby Lashley and Raw Tag Team Champions AJ Styles and Omos. To be honest with you, I didn't really watch this match because I was kind of like, I don't know what's going on. So I do know the ending. Drew McIntyre is actually able to pin the champion Bobby Lashley, which in my opinion scares me for his or is to see if he's gonna win tomorrow night or not tomorrow night. Gosh, what day am I in? I feel like I'm on Saturday. How is he gonna do Sunday night at Hell in a Cell? Because usually the person who picks up the victory on Raw the week before doesn't end up on Sunday. So I'll go with uh I'll go with Dan to start off. Mm. It was a good match, I'm not gonna complain, you know. Yeah. Decent action. Some stuff made sense. So I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about it. It was just an okay match. Just another match. And then just how... another match. That's all it seems to me. Like, that's all Raw matches seem to be. Just all just matches. Like, nothing really makes me go, like, okay, I care about this. I have to watch this to, like, understand the storyline. I don't have to watch it to understand it. 
Okay. Carlos. We're up to the main event, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. Um, so I didn't really why I didn't I didn't get to the main event. I know I know uh Drew pinned Drew pinned Lashley, but I didn't really like um get to that part. So um yeah, yeah, just um I didn't really understand. So yeah, yeah, that's all I got. How about you, Josh? What do you think? Um, mixed feelings. Um, I really like Lashley. I really like um Drew McIntyre. Um. I didn't really watch the match either. I, I watched the highlights. I know I know that McIntyre pinned him. But, you know, again, it's on Raw. Yeah. Raw so lately is 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 shit. Um Raw I don't watch Raw. I haven't <laughs> watched Raw honestly in since the Orton Fiend feud. Because mm. Raw is just like I can't, I, I don't like watching three hours of wrestling because it, it drags and it's horrible. Yeah. Um. Man, Raw. I have not watched Raw religiously when it was when CM Punk was around because he made Raw interesting. Like, like r- lately, Raw's just been terrible. Bad promos and bad segments, and you got champions fighting jobbers and it's just really bad, but um, I wouldn't mind McIntyre becoming champion in the Hell in a Cell. Uh, three-time world champion, I think. Um, but then again, Lashley, you know, putting the title on Lashley was the smartest thing they, they did because Lashley is a beast. Like, yeah. I don't remember, the young wings here wouldn't remember, but back, Lashley back then, man, whoa, <laughs> he's <laughs> ECW days. He was a titan. And like, so like, but Lashley's not the same, right? Lashley is not the same as he was in ECW or early SmackDown or Raw. Like he's just, so, I mean, yeah, but if you look at it, Lashley almost lost the title. What, what was the last pay-per-view? The last pay-per-view was, oh gosh, um, there's so many. Uh, wasn't it the one that, WrestleMania Backlash? No. That's it. Was yeah, it yeah. backlash? Okay. The triple threat match of Strowman. Yeah. I felt like Strowman should have won because Lashley really wasn't a beast in that match. He he basically stole a pin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when a champion does that, how does a champion rebound from that? And they have not built Lashley up since then. So I wouldn't be surprised if McIntyre beats Bobby Lashley. Okay. But if Lashley wins this Sunday, it's not going to be clean. It's going to be outside interference. Because I'm, I think of uh, what's the, who are those two men, Mace and what? Pbar. Yeah, I think they're going to interfere. Interfere. Okay, so they might get involved in the match. All right, that could happen. Like I'm scared for Lashley. I, I, like I don't even wanna, I don't even want to watch Hell in a Cell because I know like. I want Lashley win, but I also want – I wouldn't mind Drew winning. But I think if Lashley wins, you need to put someone else in the title picture. But at the same time, Raw released a bunch of their – WWE released a bunch of the good talents. What are you going to do? Like, yep. they're really just – I think that it should be Ricochet or Damian Priest. Uh, but I wouldn't mind seeing Coach Kingston versus Bobby Lashley because that you know that that's going to be like a – Three-star match, but 
Josh has all of the matches booked until Survivor Series. Um, <laughs> I thank you guys for your comments. I um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm feeling. Raw, I'm just like really not looking forward to Hell in a Cell at all, to be honest with you guys. There's really nothing really calling to me. But, you know, we do know to end the show on a positive that in July there will be fans coming back. Carlos mentioned this earlier, so hopefully things will get a bit better. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our Raw recap. We... There's a lot going on, so check in our NXT recap. That will be dropping soon. Our NXT TakeOver in Your House recap is dropping. Our SmackDown recap will be dropping tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, Hell in a Cell, our prediction video will be dropping, too. A lot of stuff going to be dropping during these next two, three days, so be on the lookout for it. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again. You can find us wherever podcasts are available, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on YouTube, World of WWE Podcast. Subscribe, like, and leave a comment. Let us know what your thoughts were on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Any last words? Does anyone have anything else to say? Have a good weekend, and hopefully you enjoy Hell in a Cell. Yes, we will have a good weekend. Stay safe, and we will see you next with our Hell in a Cell prediction. And our Hell in a Cell recap. So stay safe. Josh, thank you for joining. Did you have fun? I did have fun. It was a pretty good experience. All right, good. All right, so thank you guys for checking us out. Thank you again, Carlos, as always, and Dan, and I'm Anne, and we will see you with our next recap. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Have a good one, guys.